Hello, dear friends. It is time for Let's Talk About Jesus, a Bible study that will always have as its centerpiece Jesus and Him crucified. The Apostle Paul said it so well, didn't he? Amen. When he, when he wrote to the church at Corinth, he said, I don't want to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. It's so easy to get off in a tangent one way or the other. We need to teach the whole counsel of God, but it all emanates from what Jesus has done for us at the cross. His his substitutionary death has provided for you and for me everything that pertains to life and godliness. It's, it's in the past tense. He hath given us, the scriptures declare, all things that pertain to life and and godliness. Friend, that's all you need. That's all I need today to please God and to live a fulfilling life here in serving Him. Hallelujah. And representing Him. Well, we're glad that you've joined us today. We're teaching on the subject sufficient in God's sufficiency. See, what we want to do and achieve through this teaching is to get rid of all self confidence, but build greater confidence in ourselves when we trust in God and God alone for our strength and for our victory. There are three things that we want to bring, and we've talked about two of them. Number one is sufficient grace, the sufficiency of God's grace. And number two, the the underpinning, supporting love, uh, rooted and built up in love, rooted and grounded in love, built up uh, in that love foundation uh, is what gives us the, the underpinning that we need, the foundation that we need. And then today, we're going to talk about sustaining strength. We're reading from Philippians 4, 11 through 13 to begin our study not that i speak in respect of want for i have learned in whatever state i'm in therewith to be content i know both how to be abased and how to abound everywhere and in all things i am instructed both to be full and to be hungry both to abound and to suffer need i can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. I like the Amplified. It said, I have strength for all things in Christ who empowers me. I am ready for anything and equal to anything through Him, through Him who infuses inner strength into me. I am self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. You see, when you get rid of self-confidence, it doesn't mean you don't have any confidence. It just means your confidence is now based on Jesus and His sufficiency rather than your own ability, your own resolve, your own energy, your own ingenuity, your own toughness to tough it out. It's not about that. It's not about your strength. It's not about your resolve. It's not about your ability, your energy, your ingenuity to figure things out. It's about relying totally on the Lord. But when you do and find that His grace is sufficient, His love is sufficient, and His strength is sufficient, you become a can-do Christian. 
I can do, which means I am equal to anything. It's not just about uh, accomplishments. It's not just about the charismata, the gifts of the Spirit and operating them. It's not just about those things. It's about overcoming the circumstances, situations, and crisis in our life that normally would overwhelm us. You know, in the Old Testament, the psalmist said, when my heart, not if it happens, but when it happens, because it's going to happen. Living in a faulty body in a fallen world assures us that in this world, as Jesus taught us, you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. You see, he walked before us to lead the way and show the way of victory. And oftentimes they would see Jesus heading away from the crowds, away from his ministerial uh, abilities and, and all of those opportunities for a short period of time. But they would see Jesus withdrawing himself, going up into a high place, generally a mountain, and staying there in prayer before coming back down and going forward. And friend of mine, he set an example. I'm amazed when I read the statistics of ministers. I'm involved with an organization called All Pro Pastors, where four of us uh, meet at a table and pray for one another and encourage one another, exhort one another, amen, help one another in any way that we can uh, to, to keep on keeping on and hold the standard for Jesus Christ. Well, the statistics tell us uh, that among pastors, 15 to 20 minutes is all a pastor in his personal life, that's their exceptions. Thank God for them. Fifteen to twenty minutes are spent in prayer. Maybe it's a, a, a hurry-up prayer just before preaching. Maybe it's a, a prayer just before we're, we're, we're going to, to be ministering to someone in a hospital or somewhere else. But fifteen to twenty minutes of prayer. Jesus asked Peter to watch with him one hour. Uh, you wait here, and and uh, and I know it was an hour because Peter fell asleep very quickly when Jesus went into the garden to pray. And when he came back, he said, I ask you to pray with me, and you're asleep. Couldn't you watch with me one hour? Just one hour. Oh, friend of mine, uh, the, remember the song that is written, Sweet Hour of Prayer? Sweet hour of prayer that leads me from a world of care and bids me to my Father's throne and makes all my wants and wishes known. Sweet hour of prayer. Prayerlessness is a sign that we are sufficient in ourself or self-sufficient. We really don't need God that much. So we only run to Him in a severe crisis when all of our other resources are spent. Then we begin to focus on the Lord and His sufficiency when we should have been focusing on His sufficiency all along. Oh, friend of mine, I need thee. Oh, I need thee is another song we used to sing because we were super conscious of our need for Christ and His sufficiency in our lives. We were easily over 
overcome and overwhelmed in and of ourselves, and we understood how vital it was to find in Him everything that we need. Friend of mine, prayerlessness, once again, is a sign that we are self-sufficient. But prayerfulness, constant. You know, the Bible said to, to pray without ceasing. And it doesn't mean to go around mumbling a prayer all the time, but it means to be in a prayerfully dependent attitude constantly. We know we need the Lord. We must lean heavily upon Him, lest we fall. Listen to this scripture in uh, Hebrews eleven thirty-two through 34. He says, And what more shall I say for time would fail me to tell of Gideon and of Barak and of Samson and of Jephthah and David also and Samuel and of the prophets, who through faith subdued kingdoms, wrought righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouth of lions, quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword out of weakness. Whoa, I want to stop right here. All of these victories are won by weak people who know how weak they are, and they are desperately dependent upon God. You see, real faith leans hard on the Lord. It doesn't just glance at Him. It sets its gaze on Him. See, that's what the Scripture meant when it said, looking unto Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of our faith. It's not glancing at Him when we feel the pressure or we face a problem. Glancing at Jesus then, every now and then, it means setting your gaze. In fact, I love the Amplified because it says looking away from all that will distract and setting your gaze on Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of your faith. You see, all of these people that subdued kingdoms, wrought righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouth of lions, quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword out of, here's the key for all of these victories, out of weakness were made strong, waxed valiant in fight, turned to flight the armies of the aliens. You see, their sufficiency as weak people without any resources of their own, uh, fighting spiritual battles and circumstances far beyond their ability to handle and winning, <laughs> hallelujah, and walking in victory. These were not paragons of power spouting their confidence in themselves. These were people who knew that without God, they were nothing, yea, less than nothing. Jesus said it in John's Gospel, chapter 15, I am the vine, you are the branches. Apart from me, apart from me, you can do nothing. But Paul said, oh, but there's a flip side to that. If I trust 100% in him and look 100% to him and lean 100% on him, I 
can do all things through Jesus Christ, which strengtheneth me. You may be sensing your weakness today because you feel overwhelmed and maybe you're at your wit's end. And <laughs> my wife tells me quite often, it doesn't take me long to get there. Amen. <laughs> we kid each other about that constantly. I come to an end of myself so quick. The Apostle Paul came to the end of himself with all of his revelations, with all of his spiritual gifting, with his appointing and anointing of God. He said, and I'm glad he spoke candidly and honestly about himself and the other apostles. He said, I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, of the trouble we experienced in Asia, how that we were pressed beyond measure. You see, you have limits. I have limits. And when we reach those limits, thank God, we don't have to let our limitations limit us. We can trust in the Lord in those times. And when we do, listen to Paul, what he said. I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, of the trouble that we experienced in Asia. How? That we were pressed above measure. We were pressed beyond measure and despaired of life itself. It was that bad. Yes, he did say that. I know in this era where an emphasis has been put on positive confession, and there's nothing wrong with that, as long as we understand the only true positive confession is when we're positive we can't do it without him, but we're equally positive that we can do it through him. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. I, I don't want to have faith in my faith. I want to have faith in his faithfulness. Because when I do, even if my faith wavers, he has a grip on me that is powerful and strong. Because all of that power is released because of his great love for me and for you. Paul spoke of the great love wherewith he loved us. Oh, friend of mine today, without the love of God supporting me, I would quickly fall. Without the grace of God's sufficiency to me, I would quickly fall. Without the strength that the Holy Spirit gives. You know, the Bible said you shall receive power. This is what Jesus taught about the availability and the ability when we receive the Holy Spirit. Amen. He said with that, that we would receive power. That word power is dunamis in the Greek, and it means miracle working ability. But it's not just about operating in the gifts of miracles and the gifts of healing, the gifts of prophecy, all valid gifts of the Holy Spirit. But it's also the gift of himself, the comforter, one called alongside to help, paraclete in the Greek. He's come to strengthen us inwardly in our spirit man. He's come to help us with power we don't possess in and of ourselves to overcome 
uh, the temptations and the pressures and the discouragements and, and, and all of the circumstances of life. He's come to abide with us and within us. And he has a specific work to do. <laughs> Amen. He's one called alongside to help. See, Jesus taught, I will not leave you comfortless. The Greek word there is orphanous. I won't leave you alone down there on your own, trying to walk it out, live it out on your own, face the enemy on your own, overcome the flesh on your own, overcome the world and, and it's, it's pressure to compromise on your own. I'm going to send you another comforter, a paraclete, one called alongside specifically to help you in every area that you are weak. And friend of mine, that's every area. That's everything apart from Jesus, apart from the help that we have in Christ through the Holy Spirit. There's none that could stand. None. Absolutely none. That's why the Bible said before we came to Christ, there was none righteous. No, not one. Everyone needs a Savior. And everyone needs His help to overcome and to live in victory. I can't live this life on my own. I can't overcome by myself. Oh, but when He grants His grace to me, and when He gives His strength to me, you know, the Scripture said, it's God that worketh in you, both to will and to do. Wait, wait. It's God that worketh in me, both to will, to reveal His will to me, for me, and then... To do it? How does he do it? I thought, I've got to do it. Well, I can't do it in myself. He's got to do it through me. The Apostle Paul discovered how that worked. and He, he said, I'm, I'm, I'm alive, but I'm dead. I'm dead, but yet I'm alive. <laughs> and it's no more, but it's no more I that live. It is Christ that lives in me. Praise God. Listen, so many people and, and pastoring all of these years, so many people uh, have told me either openly or they've told me privately or they've indicated through their attitudes and actions, uh, I can't live the Christian life. Uh, therefore, I'm not going to go to church. I'm not going to read the Bible. I'm not going to come down front and, and be a hypocrite and knowing I can't live for God. I'm, I've got too many hang-ups. I've got too many sins that, that I love. I've got too many addictions that I cannot break. And, and I just, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do like some folks. I'm not going to go down front. Ask Jesus into my heart, knowing I can't live and follow him. A friend of mine, that's a lie from the devil. He is telling you something that is absolutely untrue. I can't is not the vocabulary of the Christian who understands the principles that we're talking about here today. Listen, Jesus wants you to come just like you are. He promises that if you will confess your sin and receive him as your Savior, he said, I will come in 
My Father will come in. The Holy Spirit will come in. You won't be left on your own to follow Him and to overcome. You won't be left orphanous. He will send you another comforter. And He'll be with it, with you, and He'll be in you, and He will abide with you forever. Hallelujah. He keeps a personal promise that I will go with you. You're not on your own, you see. I will go with you all the way, even unto the end of the age. And with Christ's strength, with Christ's grace, with Christ's love, I can, and you can too. Praise God. Apart from Him, we can do nothing, but with Him, we can do everything that He wills, everything that He purposes. For it's God that worketh in you, both to will and to do, to give you the strength, to give you the grace, to undergird you and support you with love. Hallelujah. That, 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 that the devil wishes you wouldn't discover this great secret of victory. And yet it's no secret. It's revealed in Scripture. We think some people are just so perfect and pious. No, they're, they are, if they are overcoming, if they are walking and living an exemplary Christian life, it is because of sufficient grace, supporting love, and sustaining strength. And without it, they would crumble and they would fall. But with God's help, they are overcoming. And friend, with God's help, you can overcome too. There's a scripture in John's Gospel, chapter 1. Listen to it. As many as received Him, as many as received Him. This is not just if you don't know Him, if you're a Christian and you have received Him. As many as received Him, to them gave He the power to become the sons of God. Now this power is legal power. It's a forensic term. It means we become the very children of God, the sons and daughters of God Almighty. We are brought into His royal family, and when we are, He makes available to us His help for whatever we need to follow Him, to obey Him, to, to overcome our weaknesses, overcome the enemy of our soul, to be against the grain, to overcome the pressure of the culture to conform. Friend, there is victory in Jesus for those who come to Him, confess our sins, receive Him as our Savior, and then look to Him as our Sovereign our Lord and our King. Praise God. Friend of mine today, don't let the devil talk you out of coming to Christ and then finding what you need from Him in order to follow Him. Hallelujah. Oh, friend, there is such victory in Jesus. And there's a confidence that comes when we know how weak we are, but it doesn't faze us because we're not leaning on ourselves. We're looking to the Lord for our victory, for our help, 
for our deliverance, for everything that we need, He has provided so that we can overcome. Hallelujah. Amen. So God is talking to somebody in this broadcast today. Somebody, somebody needs this message today. Somebody is going to shake off the dust of defeat and stand up out of weakness. They were made strong, waxed valiant in fight, and put to flight the army of the aliens. Isn't that incredible? These weak people that found the secret of true spiritual strength and victory. These are the people that rose up. Hallelujah. And and put the devil on the run. Oh, I've said it so many times. It's time that we in the Christian community get a look at the back side of Satan. We always see him coming against us, and he always does, and he always will. But we need to see the back side of Satan. We need to see him running from us instead of running from him. Our strength from God comes precisely at the point of our weakness when we totally rely upon the Lord. And Paul prayed for the saints for an imparting of God's power within. Listen to Ephesians 3 and verse 14 through 16. For this cause I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant unto you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might by his Spirit, in the inner man. Hallelujah. This is that day by day, moment to moment, strength that God grants and God gives. And look what happens when we receive that uh, day by day. Second Corinthians 4.16 says, For which cause we faint not, but though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day by day. Praise God. Friend, to walk in victory, we must overcome two great foes. Number one is the weakness of our own flesh. And number two is the power of our enemy. And we are well able to overcome both of those adversaries because we are sufficient in His sufficiency. We should be, can, do, Christians, with our eyes set on Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, we shout, (laughs) I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. Self-confidence is gone. Self-reliance is gone. Therefore, self-exaltation is gone. We are humbly but powerfully dependent upon the Lord, humbly but powerfully trusting in Him. And we can through do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Only those who recognize their own weakness and rely on Jesus like that can truly say this. So I want you to say it with me today. Whatever you are facing that you feel so overwhelmed by, 
whatever you are facing that you feel that you cannot cope with, I want you to, by faith, put your trust in Jesus and blurt it out by faith because you know by the Word of God it's true. No matter how weak and insufficient you may feel, I can, say it with me, I can do all things through Christ, which I feel a chain breaking. I feel like something is broken over you right now. Say it with me again. I'm going to count to three so we can say it together. One, two, three. I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. I don't know what broke and where, but I know something broke somewhere because God will honor his own word when we stand on it and declare it and receive it. He watches over his word to perform it. And I believe he's performing it in you right where you are right now. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior and the devil has told you, There's no point in it. You can't overcome that habit. You can't break all those years of alcohol. You can't break those years of drug abuse. You can't break that power and force of sexual addiction. I want you to know something today. Friend of mine, you can't in yourself. Give him that. I give the devil that. He told a partial truth, but he didn't tell the whole truth. Because you can be set free in the name of Jesus, in the power of his grace, his strength, and his love. And I want you to say it with me today as we close. I want you to say this as you come to Jesus right now and receive Him just like you are, just as I am, without one plea, but that Thy blood was shed for me, and that Thou bids me come to Thee. O Lamb of God, I come. One, two, three. I can do all things. Say it with me. I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. Save my soul, forgive my sin, and set me free. Oh, friends, something's breaking somewhere. I know the Lord is working in someone's life. Thank you for tuning in today. Don't miss next week. Come back. (laughs) Yokes are being broken. Come back. Souls are being saved. Come back. Christians out of weakness are being made strong. And let's talk about Jesus.